All right, everyone. Before we kick off today's episode, we have to introduce you to our incredible sponsor, Champions Round. Competing with friends in fantasy doesn't stop at the final whistle. And on Champions Round, you can take your fantasy game to the next level since they are the micro-fantasy sports platform. Champions Round is the only round-based fantasy sports game with four to six week long fantasy competitions. So they break up the season into small chunks, giving you more chances to draft the perfect team and of course, to win. You can do your mock drafts, play PPR, play with friends, with family, or even us. Play with us, your draft queens. So go on, download the Champions Round app right now and use code DQ when you download. This is very important. It's very important. Use code DQ when you download because if you do, you get $22 free. And that's $22 like the king, Derrick Henry. Download the Champions Round app on the App Store or Google Play Store to play today. All right. And now let's get into today's episode. Everybody, it's your draft queens, Kate and Michelle, and I'm gonna cut right to the chase. We're in real fucking life. We're IRL <laughs> recording the show. We're in the same room. This is bizarre. Can you believe? Yes, we are in the same room. We are recording in my living room in Brooklyn, New York. It's been at least a year and a half. Since uh, we've recorded in real life. Uh, yeah, at least. I can't even believe that we're more used to like putting Zoom on our... God, that's what the world has come to. That's what the we're world has come to. We're more used to opening up Zoom and chatting via a freaking screen than we are in real life. And trust me, everyone, it took Kate a long time, Kate and I a long time to get where we are right now. That's right. Because we're very used to relying on our computers. But guess what? Now we don't have to. This is very fun. Um, I think things might get like slightly loose today because the beers are flowing. <laughs> she is. We're we're excited. We're recording. Oh my god! Yeah, there's nothing more to say other than in real life recording is so much better and so much different. You get used to the you get used to Zoom world because that's the world we live in right now. But, Correct. But this fucking rocks. Like this is great. I'm amped up. I'm getting your reaction in real time. Yeah, I've been holding back <laughs> for the last little while while we've been like visiting, but Ooh. now it's time to record. First real recording in a ye- at least at least in a, a year. whole season of Draft Queens, and uh, and we have a lot to celebrate. Not just seeing each other in real life, but fantasy going super well right now. I have something really exciting to celebrate. I am four and zero, just like the Arizona Cardinals, and I feel great about it number one in the league things I don't feel great about the fact that two of my four wins were by basically a point so I'm not really flexing too hard quite yet I think I'm like third in terms of points scored but I am still sitting at four and oh and that makes me really happy I can't believe because again like points four I still have more points four than you do you do you have two more points so I'm gaining you're I'm gaining. gaining on you. I'm gaining on you. You're gaining on me, but I'm also in fourth out of 12. So I do, I feel good being at the top half of the stack. Yeah. But I really would have liked to maintain my number three spot and, well, and win this week. But I lost by very little points. I got to so, say, my my win last week was eked out yeah. by like less than a point. 
We talked earlier in the week about the whole Tom Brady return thing. He won. Yeah. We get it. But you know what? He didn't throw a touchdown pass. And you know what you draft a quarterback for? Touchdown passes. Just one. So I just needed one, but that was what kept me up all weekend waiting to mm. see what was going to happen. And by the miracle of the fantasy football gods, I won by less than a point. I saw that happening. It was very exciting to watch, uh, at least from my end. I know that it's nail-biting when you're the person on the other end who is winning by less than a point. Well, speaking of winning and losing, Kate started last weekend feeling like she was winning. She was texting me. She was going to the Titans-Jets game. I was really excited for her. I didn't know she was going, so like I was I was pumped. I was like, shoo in. You're going to fucking watch and play the Jets. You're yeah. going to have the best week of your life. Fast forward to the end of Sunday and Kate not really winning. I, yeah, let's get into just one thing with Kate. This is, <laughs> this is my just one thing. Uh, you know, maybe this is the first down or just one thing that I, I feel like we've had. It's true. You're usually very upbeat. Yeah. Um, this one was a downer because I did go, I mean, listen, we made lemonade out of lemons or I did at least. I went with my <laughs> brother. Uh, we went to the tailgate at like 1130 Went into the stadium expecting a massive blowout, as you would if you're a Titans fan watching the Jets. As you all know, I am a massive, (laughs) the Titans fan. The Titans fan. Everybody's walking around. More Titans fans than I thought. Um, Maybe just coming out of the woodwork to be like, oh yeah, we can finally go to a Jets game and and win. And it'll be so much fun. Yeah, Jets fans just want to hide in a corner. Oh my God. So anyway, um, fast forward to the end of the game. Uh, Our kicker, Keith Bullock, shanks a field goal. I lose my fantasy week and uh, (laughs) and just generally like it was a horrible weekend. But we did make lemonade. I had a great time seeing my brother, and it was the first football game that I've been to in real life in there a long you go. time. There you go. Yes. And and look, we're back on the horse for week five. It's fine. It happened. That's right. Now we need to look forward. That's right. Well, let's not harp anymore on just one thing with Kate because it's too. It's too. I don't want to bring up any bad memories. I uh, at least I am not the only one who's having a rough week. There's a lot of notable injuries before. Wow, that was quite the segue. In person, it's totally fucking different. Like, I can nice read the room. Work. It's just that we're the only ones in the room, so I can read it pretty well. What are you reading? You, me, and my cats. Uh, noteworthy injuries, as we do every week. It is the folks who uh, just keep an eye on them. Mainly, for me at least, I know that Joe Mixon is questionable right now, and I... Uh, We'll get to who you cuff him to later in this episode, but just note that Joe Mixon is questionable right now, as is David Montgomery, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, DJ Chark, out for the season, broken ankle. Really sad, really scary. That was a bummer, man. I I drafted him in two leagues. Yeah, I mean, he is incredible. I don't blame you. Um, I went to, I saw that you dropped him on our waivers and I went to go pick him up this morning and then realized his ankle was broken. (laughs) Would you think I just made a mistake? I kind of (laughs) did. But four no teams don't make mistakes. Um, so we've got Chase Claypool, who sat last week but could be back this week, also questionable. 
Will Fuller five? Not really sure what's going on with him. He's got a broken finger or something. That's right. I do also think there's some other weird stuff going on over there because a few weeks ago I had said I thought that Will Fuller could be a good stash. And then he was like a healthy scratch and there was like a lot of conversation about like, is he going to play? Like, is there something else going on over there? Because a healthy scratch is a very strange thing. Yeah. And then this like broken finger thing pops up. So like... I redact my earlier statement. Don't stash and waste a roster spot on Will Fuller 5. Yeah, I know. I was thinking about it too, again, this morning. But, uh, God, there's so many of these. Elijah Mitchell, Teddy Bridgewater, Amari Cooper, Aaron Jones questionable right now, TJ Hawkinson questionable right now. A lot of, I mean, let's distill this down to say week five, people are starting to get hurt. So keep an eye on those questionables because by the time it gets to Thursday and or Sunday morning – you're going to have to make a call. That said, there's also a lot of really good pickups for week 5. And there's some there's there some are. there's some shinings, there's some shining stars starting to come out of the woodworks. There's some guys that you probably should just drop. It's like by the time you reach week five, you're really starting to see people's true colors, right? Like in those yeah. first couple of weeks, you want to say, don't get too cute. I definitely got cute a little bit, but I tried not to get too cute. You did. But you do need to like, week five is where it starts like feeling real. Like, okay, like who are they using? Who's getting the targets? Who's getting the looks here? Who's looking consistent? Like by week five, you kind of have that figured out a bit more. Yes. We're not totally there, especially with this 18 week, like, you know, season, but still week five, you're starting to really like kind of solidify, like who are the guys? So we'll give you the lowdown on uh, who are those guys and who aren't those guys. Let's do it. Let's get into our week five. Start them, sit them. All right, let's get into our stardom here. And it is week five. And after five wonderful long weeks, we still have our fantastic sponsor, Champions Round. Champions Round, if you haven't checked them out, run. Don't walk to the App Store or the Google Play Store and uh, go check out and download the Champions Round app if you like to play fantasy sports. Because you know why? Between weeks four and six, you can reset a team, bet on them, draft them, it is the micro fantasy sports app. So download Champions Round, and once you get in there, there is a place where you can enter a promo code, and that promo code is just DQ because you'll get twenty-two free dollars, twenty-two like Derek Henry, and uh, you can win some money. So uh, that's 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 the bit. That's our that's our people. That's our Champions Round. Now um, there are a bunch of folks that we should talk about in terms of who you might want to draft for your fantasy sports team. So let's start with our starts today. Um, Where are we at in terms of running backs? Always the most tumultuous position. Yeah, it's super tumultuous. And like, look, we all know the guys that you're going to keep starting, the Derrick Henrys of the world, et cetera, et cetera. So we try not to talk about the super obvious stuff here. And a name That's right. A name that has come up more frequently in the sit column for me this season was Josh Jacobs. But I'm starting to see him kind of trend up I think we've seen the Raiders put up some amazing games they've been playing fantastic football they're kind of at this point like we don't care what it takes to win we're gonna make it work um he handled 72 percent of the rush attempts in week four oh, wow so like he's getting the ball they're trusting him I'm not he's not breaking okay. off like 50 yard he's not there yet 
but this could be a good start if you have him and there's some other injuries. Clearly, we ran you through a bunch of them before. It also could be one to go look at on your waiver wires. He definitely is one of those big names in the running back um, in the running back field, but he really was not trending up until now-ish, I think. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And, I mean, I love Josh Jacobs. I love him. I, I've, I've historically been a fan, but I've also historically been let down by him. And so I was not high on him at the beginning of the season. You're starting to see what's taking you know mm. shape in Las Vegas, and he's, he's becoming their guy. And so mm. the more confidence he gets, the more confidence they have in him – I think he's if he's not a start this week, he is very soon. Yeah, yeah. Well, can I make a recommendation for who I think a a start could be for a lot of teams? Because I know that we rattled off a lot of questionable players. Um, one thing that I want to highlight this week, and it is especially pertinent for running backs right now, um, obviously you watch running backs go. They're gladiators. They're warriors. They get hurt super, super easy. So if you know your running back is questionable right now, it is a decent consideration to cuff your running backs. And what that means is if you have someone who is either out already or severely questionable or even just moderately questionable, um, one of my favorite tactics in fantasy football, and week five is the time to do this, is you figure out who their RB2 is, um, for me, it's it's Joe Mixon cuff to what's his name? Sajin Perine. Okay, so I wrote this down to make sure. Sama J Perine. Sama J Perine. Perine. Yeah, Perine. 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 I'm sorry. You put it down phonetically. I literally put it down phonetically so I could. Sama J Perine. Sama J Perine. Samaji. Yeah. I okay. wanted to make sure I said it right. Because how many times do we say people's names wrong on this show? So I literally wrote it down the right way. Every Monday. Okay. Well. Samaji Pirine. There we go. So Samaji Pirine. See? That's like the most wacky name I've ever. I love it. I love it. It's. It, I just want to get it right. It's got bones. I it love does. it. It does. Um, that would be my example on my current team. So if you are not sure about Joe Mixon and either you have a spot to give up or you're willing to take a chance on cuffing your running backs together in the event that your RB1 doesn't start, you have the RB2. Yep. It's a very simple strategy, but it has to be said. It's it's really true, and, and we'll we'll talk about this a little bit more. Or spoiler alert, I'm going to tell you someone that I think you should sit. You know, this what's going on in Baltimore is a very similar situation. I had Gus Edwards very early in the season. Obviously, he didn't even start the season. Yeah. I picked up Tyson Williams, thought, look at me, I'm ahead of the curve. He had a couple of good games, and now you're starting to see him get phased out out of the offense so my first waiver wire move this week was dropping Tyson Williams because Mm. Latavius Murray was available like they're giving you the information telling you who they're gonna go with so if they're telling you that then like listen and do your research listen and do your research but that's what we're here to do and help you with so the uh so so anyway spoiler alert I'm gonna tell you later on sit Tyson Williams and you should probably pick up and or play Latavius Murray um, we also mentioned that um, Eli, Mer- uh, Eli Mitchell uh, is battling an injury in San Francisco. And that's been a, that's been, look, <laughs> these poor San Francisco 49ers. Oh, every year. The backfield has been tough. They, they have a lot of injuries. We've talked about Elijah Mitchell. We talk about Trey Sermon. Trey Sermon had 89 rush yards last week against um, the Seahawks. Now you're talking about Eli Mitchell potentially being out. 
Trey Sermon now looking like the guy again. So it's it's kind of a little bit of a circus over there, unfortunately, with this. But um, if you have him, he's probably worth the play this week, knowing that it doesn't look like Elijah Mitchell is going to be in that game. Mm-hmm. I like that. Consider your cuffs and uh, consider your backup running backs. Now is the time. Now is the time. Now is the time. Take a risk if your team isn't working out. And if they are working out, don't get cute. Don't get cute. <laughs> don't get cute. All right. So any other RB? No. No, you the cuffs speak for themselves. The cuffs speak. Okay, there you have it. Well then, quarterbacks. Quarterbacks, week five, you should be starting other than the obvious. But I'll start with the obvious because Mahomes and Allen are showing down this week, which is going to be a freaking quite the game. You got your number one, your number two quarterbacks in terms of how the draft went. Yeah. Um, I will say, like, when you look at the numbers... From a pass yards perspective, number one, Derek Carr. Number two, Tom Brady. Number three, Kyler Murray. Number four, Matt Stafford. Oh, here we are, number five, Patrick Mahomes. So it's kind of crazy when you think about all this stuff we all try to prep for, you know, going into fantasy and who we want to draft. It was clear that Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen were the number one and the number two guys to draft. Not saying it was a bad decision. Sure. I'm just saying when you now, who the hell drafted Derek Carr? No one. I was beating myself up for drafting Tom Brady. Well, he ain't doing too bad, except for the lack of the touchdown pass mm. last week. But it's all to say the showdown of the what were supposed to be the top two QBs in the league, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, is happening this weekend. That should be fun. You're playing those guys. All they're going to do is push Toss e- it. They're just going to push each other to outthrow one another. So yeah. it should be. Um, a shootout, uh, and an exciting game to watch. So you're obviously starting those guys. And here's a name I never thought I would say, slash maybe eating my words because I was not very nice to him. You're probably playing Sam Darnold these days. I can't believe that you're saying that, but I, I also... Oh, tell me more. Tell me more. I mean, here's the thing. Like, basically the Jets set you up to fail and, like, just get your ass kicked. And that's why I hated Sam Darnold because I just thought that he looked like crap And part of it was him, but also part of it was the organization that he played for. Fast forward, I definitely also still gave him some crap when he moved over to Carolina, and I didn't think he was going to be that good. But the fact of the matter is, he's playing great. He's playing great. And he is worth a pickup. He's worth a start. He's maybe worth, if you're in a super flex, uh, frankly, with all these other injuries and all these other rookies, he's earned a starting position in fantasy lineups. Yeah, I mean, that... Sounds very much like folks are, I feel like listeners will roll when they hear Mm. this back-to-back of recommendations, but between Sam Darnold and, uh, God forbid I say fucking Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes to me is still, he's fringe and he's like a little, like the consistency hasn't been there. Like I'm looking at the stat lines for Sam Darnold, and it's very consistent, right? That's, They're yes. throwing the ball between like 30 and 40 times a game. That's consistent. His completion rate is always over 65%. That's consistent. Every game, except the one against Houston, which is weird, he did not throw a touchdown. Um, he's not really turning the ball over. He's always upwards of 300 yards. Like, that's consistency. I'm surprised that he's showing up, but I, I am glad that he is. That's that's consistency. And, like, they have a Dallas defense this week who, you know, they're they're good. Don't, you know, don't get me wrong, but 
I just think Sam Darnold has earned a, a you know a starting position in your. Uh, I'm sorry, they have Philadelphia this week. My fault. My fault. Um, they have Philadelphia this week, and I just I think Sam Darnold's earned that spot. So if you have him, good on you. You should be playing him. Last but certainly not least is our fellow Mac Jones, who is playing the Houston Texans. Um, I do think, you know, if you're willing to take, not not a risk necessarily, but also a, a risk necessarily, uh, Mac Jones against the Houston Texans, we all know what it's about. Look, and when it comes to quarterbacks, if you're playing a shitty defense, then right. just, like, go in. Look, it's anybody against, the, that, yeah. that is the team this year. Basically play anyone against the, the Houston Texans. Um, Mac Jones put yes. up an incredible game. He looked sharp playing against the Bucks last week. Um, and I think the mo- I think that moment just made him rise to the occasion, and you were able to really see what he's able to do. And he really, he really stepped up. It was a tough loss, but I think they're probably riding pretty high from playing a good game. Yeah, pissed that they lost it. Honestly, probably should have won it. It really wasn't Mac Jones's fault. It was yeah. the kicker's fault. And now you're going in to play Houston. If you have Mac Jones, he's a great play this week. I think so too. Can you imagine being Mac Jones though, dude? I mean. <laughs> That's my big thing. It's is like, just got to be so nerve-wracking, but also uh, it's your moment to be like, I know that you that I'm the new guy here, but I can do this. I think he, for what that was and whatever the coaching staff did to support him and made Brady look a little more discombobulated yeah. than normal, I thought it was cool. Yeah. I, I thought it was cool for a five-game rookie, you know? I don't know that Mac Jones is like a long-term, you know, a starter this season yet. It still might be a little shaky. I think he'll keep getting better, but the obvious answer is he's playing Houston this week. You know who might be a longer-term hold now that we're, well, let's move into wide receivers. Yep. DJ Chark. Yes. Who, like we said at the beginning of the episode, yes. is out with an ankle, a broken ankle. That ain't going to be fixed by the time the season's over. No, he is out for the season. Yeah, and so the the next natural pickup is LaVisca Chenault, yeah. who we've talked about for weeks and weeks and weeks, and uh, I think week five is the week. Yeah, I mean, look, he is the number one there, but I don't think he's been turning in a number one, you know, wide receiver performance. Um, now with DJ Chark out, like, he pretty much has to. Now we um, go. So he's got to get into a rhythm, you know, with Trevor Lawrence, and they have to trust one another, and that's going to be the go-to guy. So um, he's probably not available in that many leagues, to be honest. I think people were pretty high on him. He hasn't performed up to his potential, in my opinion, but without DJ Chark, he's mm-hmm. he's just got to be he's got to be the number one guy there, and you got to be playing him. Yeah, yeah. I like that for sure. Anyone else for wide receivers that you feel like are a potential must-start? So, I don't know if I would say this is a must-start, but I think it could be a really interesting start. Um, uh, AJ Green's name is starting to perk up again, and he's been a little bit like kind of hit or miss and a little bit quiet over on the Cardinals, um, but I feel like he's starting to kind of step up there. He's getting more targets. He's catching the ball, um, and, you know... When I look at the when I look at the numbers, like they're not super impressive. Mm. But over the last couple of weeks, it's like six targets, five catches. Six targets, five catches. So like his in the beginning, it was six yards or six uh, targets, two catches. So like he was not catching the ball when Kyler Murray was looking at him. Now right. Kyler is continuing to look at him, but he's catching the ball and and he's starting to you know get in the end zone. So 
I don't know that I would say like hardcore that's a must start, but you do know that Kyler Murray slings the ball. You do know that he's starting to trust AJ Green and AJ mm. Green's got a ton of experience. So, I think he's I think he could be a potential good flex start this week. Yeah, yeah. I like that a lot. I have um one more and this this may be best included at our at the end of the episode for waiver pickups, but I'm not including it there because I just don't know where we stand yet. So this is more of like a PSA. Um, but the last wide receiver contingent that I do want to call out is the Miami Dolphins. Mm. And we said it at the top of the show, but here we go again. Will Fuller five out with a finger injury. Devontae Parker questionable right now as well. Who does that leave us with? I mean, I know that Jalen Waddle, week one or week two, I think it was week one, he mm, went off. Yep. Um, I don't. Uh, for me, he is a he is a big look for a start, depending on Will Fuller five and Devontae Parker. Yeah, it's a good call. We we don't know what that's going to shake out with over there for uh, for Miami, but they got they, someone's got to catch the ball. Say mm, one would hope someone's got to catch the ball. Speaking of catching the ball, uh tight ends Jared Cook's been catching a lot of balls and touchdowns these days over uh for for the Chargers I was a little yes I was a little worried when he got traded over there or 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 signed over there that like he's a little bit you know older obviously they've got Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler and Mike Williams and I was like man is he really gonna get like any love over there and it seems like he really is starting to become a part of that offense and again like when your QB trusts you get that big man in there and he scores touchdowns like He's a and, and tight ends are rough. Tight ends are a rough go these days. Like yeah. seriously, if you even the top guys aren't having huge seasons at this point. You know what I mean? So no. it's like I find myself constantly scouring the waiver wire to be like, who the fuck do I pick up? Jared Cook's available, snag him, play him. I think he's an easy plug and play. Yeah. I love that call, as do I. I just this week in not our DQ league, but another league. Um <gasps> a must pickup is Dawson Knox. He looks amazing. Yeah. He not only does he look amazing, there are some other targets who he assumed would look better who are just not delivering. And for some reason, Dawson Knox is the guy for Josh Allen. So we're coming off a week four against again, it's Houston, but Houston being one of the worst defenses. Week five, it's also KC. It's a very similar defensive matchup. It's gonna it, be a shootout. It's gonna be a shootout. There's gonna be a lot of points scored. Yep. Why, why not pick him up? Yeah, I mean, his targets have increased every week since week one. And spoiler alert, he's literally scored touchdowns in the last three games. He's awesome. I'm a big fan. I mean, look, you know they're going to throw the ball. And, like, guess whose name you're not hearing? Cole Beasley. Guess whose name you're also not really hearing? True. Stefan Diggs. I love Steph Diggs. Like, love. Like, number one fan. But, like, he's not having as huge of a season as we would have thought up until this point. And Dawson Knox laid out for a pretty sick catch last week. So, like, yeah. it's happening. And if you have Dawson Knox, I'm jealous and mad at you because I wish I had them. Um, I will just go on the record and say that Dawson Knox is having a better season than Stefan Diggs. By go. the points, half PPR. There you go. There you go. There you have it. That's fucking wild. It's crazy. I know. It'll look, it'll swing. It's still early enough, but still, like, if you can get in now on Dawson Knox, you have to do it. You have to. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes me feel even better about Do Dawson it. Knox. Good pickup self. Um, last but certainly not least, got to stream a D. Who are you streaming this week? 
Uh, I like the Cowboys against the Giants. I think the Cowboys are picking up some steam. I think their off, or I think their defense has been pretty solid. Um, there was a handful of picks last week. Um, speaking of digs, wait, mm. hang on. I want to get this. I want to get this right. Yeah, get it right. Um, because, hang on one sec. Can you huh? fill, fill, fill this up? Okay, I will fill this up. Who's your? No, who's your? <laughs> fill this up for a sec. Who's your? Uh, who's who's your defensive pick for the week? Um, mine is gonna be. The Las Vegas Raiders, uh, unfortunately, they're coming off a horrendous week. Horrendous. <laughs> uh, zero points. I had their kicker. And not only do we, I mean, it's hard to pick up Derek Carr when that happens, which we'll talk about in a bit, uh, along with the rest of the Raiders, but don't get too spooked. They do look good this season. They're 3-1. and one. Uh, so I would say the Raiders versus the Bears. Interesting. Okay, I like that. All right, so now that I have my facts straight because I didn't want to screw it up, I still like the Cowboys matchup against the Giants. I like that defense. Um, as we're talking about Stefan Diggs, Trayvon Diggs, who is on the Cowboys defense, is crushing it as it relates to interceptions. So he had two picks last week against Sam Darnold. He had one the week before, one the week before. He's basically crushing it in that department. And mm. honestly, the fact to me that Danny Dimes is – well, first of all, there's a lot of injuries over there, and he's a little shaky. I think Trayvon Diggs and the Cowboys' defense are going to give the Giants a little rough time. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, I'm going to do a little tease here. Stick with me. Okay. So, as we talked about at the beginning of the season of Draft Queens and football, both, um, we did talk about the New England Patriots and how they had one of the best defenses in the league. Uh, as of our recording, Stefan Gilmore has been dropped. He is no longer a cornerback. Traded. 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 Sorry. Sorry. They had contract issues and he's now moving to the Panthers. Something to consider later in this episode. So don't drop off just yet for sits. Let's sit him. It's week five sit him. Let's go ahead and sit him. Um, and one of those sits could potentially be the New England defense, but we'll get there. Let's start with running backs as always. Uh, well, I mentioned this earlier. Uh, my first sit him is Tyson Williams. And by sit him, I mean you maybe just want to drop him at this point. They've made it really yeah. clear he's not the go-to guy. It's a bummer because he'd had some, he had some highlights. He really wanted this position to be his, but it doesn't feel like they're giving him you know, the space to yep. do that. And so if they're outwardly saying this guy's not going to get the carries, there's really no point in carrying him. So Tyson yep. Williams, unfortunately, at this rate is, you know, a sit and and potentially even worth a drop, in my opinion. Um, especially worth a drop if Latavius Murray is available in your league. Fucking swap him out. Like, Interesting. Do it. Interesting. The other thing, and, you know, you and I can debate this. So, you know, we've talked about Joe Mixon and the injury. It. The Samaji P. Ryan thing, I'm just like, I get it. I understand that like Joe Mixon is out, but it and and this guy's gonna be the number one, but that doesn't mean that he's gonna have a great game. Like it just doesn't. That's not what it means. It just means he's the starter because there's an injury to Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon's doing fairly well. Joe Burrow throws the ball a lot. Jamar Chase is catching the ball. Tyler Boyd is catching the ball. T. Higgins is catching the ball when he's not hurt. But like yeah. They throw the ball a lot, so I understand this guy's going to be the number one, but in my personal opinion, I don't think he's worth a plug-and-play. I think you should look to see if there are other running backs available. If you have Joe Mixon and he's out, I don't think this is the guaranteed, like, oh, yeah, he's the number one now. He's going to have a huge game. That's just how I feel. I don't think that's where we're at there. I, I think that you are correct in that, 
And I think it is totally, and this is where we say, listener, hey, listener. No crystal ball. You listening? (laughs) There's no crystal ball. And we don't know. I mean, it really is a be aware of the league you're in. Be aware of the needs. I mean, there's some fantastic resources for you on Yahoo for you. You have to consider it, Michelle. If you're in a pinch and there are a lot of 14-man leagues. You do have to consider it. However, this is not a team that does running back by committee. Joe Mixon is the guy. And if they're not giving it to Joe Mixon, they're throwing the ball. So having a backup in there doesn't make me feel great, even though I know he's going to get the majority of the carries, but he hasn't been touching the ball all season until Mm. Joe went down. So I I get why you would want to do it. Handcuffs, all those things. I just think you need to peruse those. You're not in yet. I think you need to peruse those waivers a little bit more if Joe Mixon's your guy. And I don't know that. Um, Samad GP Ryan is the must start this week. I don't either. I mean, I don't know any, I didn't even know how to pronounce his name. So, uh, (laughs) but I hope for, I hope for owners that really, really, really are desperate. I hope that it does work out, but no crystal ball as usual. Speaking of no crystal ball, this one I'm on the fence about because I own this player. Oh God. Clyde Edwards Hilaire has been doing fairly decent. He also plays on a team that is very pass heavy. Thankfully, Patrick Mahomes, shoveled him a pass last week that somehow counted as a receiving touchdown. Thank God. I don't know how. And that helped my week. This week against Buffalo, I just think there's going to be a lot of stuff through the air. And so does that mean that Mm. Edwards Alaire is a bust this week because they can't get the ground, you know, game going. Buffalo D is really good against the ground game. And I normally wouldn't say like sit him, but hard. I think you really have to look at that hard and maybe like what I like to do in my brain, this is how I do it. I kind of take him out of my RB1, RB2 spot and I put him in my flex so that I can like think about it. Because if you've got two solid RBs to put in your number one, number two spot, go with those. If you're a little nervous about Edwards Lair with this matchup, like I am, put him in your flex and then really evaluate your bench. Like, do you have another running back that has a better matchup? Do you have another tight end or wide receiver that has a better matchup that you can use in your flex? So I'm a little weary. I kind of feel like Edwards Hilaire might be a bust this week against Buffalo. The run the run defense is solid there, and I think they're just going to be slinging the ball around. Yeah, it, it might be worth, and again, depends on your league, depends on if is is it full, half, non-PPR. Like, think clearly about if you're, it if you're in yeah exactly and, no, no, and hit no. us up with questions like there is again the reason we say no crystal ball is because we can't predict everyone's lineup if we could we'd be millionaires but not even millionaires <laughs> billionaires it's true but we are not mm, well i think that's a really i think it's a good call it, it hurts to sit clyde edwards hilaire um, it also may really hurt for Kenyon Drake owners who are reminiscing on the Cardinals days. But for me, Kenyon Drake, who is now on the Raiders, is kind of a bust. All right. Speaking of some other folks to sit, I'm going to go right in here. Okay. We mentioned that Teddy B is in concussion protocol. That yes. makes me sad. I love Teddy B. Me you too. all know that. Me too. That said, Drew Locke. Don't, don't get cute. Him. Don't get cute here, people. Don't I get agree. cute. Find stupid. Do better. Yes. Don't start him. That's easy. Sorry. We, that's that's it. That's we've argued enough. This is quorum. Other guys not to start on the total end of the other end of the spectrum. Big Ben, man, it is. You a hate sh- him. I do hate him. I'm not a fan. I think it's a shit show over there. I haven't been a fan. I told you point blank that I wasn't going to be a big fan of him this season, and so far I don't really think I'm wrong. 
Um, there's definitely been some injury issues. He's literally only thrown one touchdown per game. Mm. That's not interesting to me. That's mm. not starting quarterback. No, no, no. And that's the material you're looking that for. That is not the material I'm looking for. They're throwing the ball a lot. He's not necessarily completing a lot of passes. He's not throwing touchdowns. They have issues at the wide receiver. Also, they have Najee Harris, who's dope. So, like, just give him the ball. Yeah. I don't like Big Ben. I think it's a little chaotic over there. They're playing Denver, who's a little bit roughed up on the offense, like we just talked about, but their defense hasn't been very bad. I don't like Big Ben this week. You, I think that... I don't like Big Ben any week, obviously. I was going to say, I think (laughs) that you actually don't like Big Ben maybe more than I don't like Aaron Rodgers. No, that's impossible. I haven't talked about Big Ben nearly as much as you've talked about Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. Just saying. I don't know. Um, Speaking of people you don't like, legitimately, (laughs) every week I feel like we're talking about Brandon Cooks in the wide receiver spot for sitting. So Why? Tell me. We're we're talking about it because he's on the Houston Texans. That's why we're talking about That's it. That's right. So I read a stat the other day that he leads the NFL in target share. So they're looking for him, which makes sense. There's no one else there. They're trying. Okay, I get it. But there's <laughs> nobody else there. So it's not like he's stealing these looks from like someone else. Yeah. So I understand that his target share is high, but they have a tough matchup this week against New England. And I, I don't trust... The Houston Texans. I personally wouldn't play anyone on that team. The only, literal only, speckle of potential hope there is that Stefan Gilmore just got traded. I agree. I, and I agree. But there are some other guys on that secondary that are going to be tough for them to deal with. Yeah. And I just... I Sorry. I love, I love Brandon Cooks, but he's getting the looks because he's the vet, which he should get. But mm-hmm. you can't carry the whole team on your shoulders. If anything, I would say that this is, for Brandon Cook's owners like myself, this is the last week that you sit him if you need to sit him. Mm. Because then we get into a string of week six, seven, eight, and nine between the Colts, the Cardinals, who God bless them, 4-0, but they do not have a defense. Right. Uh, the Rams, who are right in the middle of the pack, and the Dolphins, who are right in the middle of the stack as well. So I would say up until then, and then we get to bye week in week 10, you have a runway. Yeah. But maybe, again, no crystal ball, but maybe maybe this is not the week. No, it's true. And speaking of maybe not being the week um, from a wide receiver perspective, so Jacoby Myers, you know, kind of talking about, so 163 targets without a touchdown. At what point are you like, are my play- and again, this depends on the league you're playing in. He's getting the looks. He's catching the ball. He's getting some yards. He's not scoring touchdowns. Mm. Depending on the league that you're in, you may not want to play him. You just may not. I mean, it's it's a little bit of a long shot anyway. Mac Jones is getting going. It's happening. It's starting. But I did notice in that game the other night that Mac Jones did play very similar to Tom Brady yeah. in that a lot of people touched the ball. Yes. A lot of people. It's just a byproduct. And like one of the cardinal rules, here's a secret. One of the cardinal rules of fantasy football is that there are a few teams every year and some that have been the same since the beginning of time who are coached in such a way where it's hard to pick up those players. For me, the Patriots are that team. Right. After picking up James White, bless his soul, I'm so sad to hear about him we'll get into that um but they are a team that i do not trust in terms of they spread the ball around right it's it's a 
factor of their play calling and their coaching staff. And so, especially for this year, if we're talking about Jacoby Myers, love him. Not my start. I hear you. I hear you. All right. Any other wide receivers before we talk a few more pass catchers? Because I want to talk tight ends. I want to talk tight ends. So you are a George Kittle owner, are you not? I am. What are we feeling about his productivity? What's going on with this injury? Are we feeling good about George Kittle right now? Are we? Uh, I think week three on the show, we were feeling not good. Then week four on the show, he looks not like glass. Here is a, this dovetails quite well with the Patriots-Jacoby Meyer conversation. I don't feel great about George Kittle. He has zero touchdowns. It has to do, again, spreading the ball around. It's the offense that they're running. He's not getting as many touches anymore. They're taking it by committee in the backfield. They're spreading the ball around. For fuck's sake, they have two quarterbacks. I don't know what they're doing in San Francisco. It's tough. He has zero touchdowns. He's battling a calf injury. They have Arizona this week. To me, those are sort of three strikes against you. And then, to be honest, you should take a look at the fact that week six, San Francisco has a bye. So if you're a George Kittle owner, I'm scared at this point. He's not scoring any touchdowns. He's battling an injury. And he's one of the first teams that has a a bye. That Mm. kind of scares me holding on to him in in my lineup at, at this point. Well, you want to see something really interesting that's about to happen in real time? Because we're recording in person. <laughs> Boop. Yeah. Boop. Oh, oh, wow. I love that. Literally, Kate taking our own DQ advice and putting George Kittle on the bench and putting Dawson Knox in her lineup. I like it. I think that's the smart thing to do. I think it's got to be that. I think it's the smart thing to do. It seems crazy, but I think it's the smart thing to do. Um, speaking of smart things to do... Uh, should I drop Robert Tanyan? Like, what are we doing, sir? Don't know. What are we doing? Can't speak for Tanyan, but he's been on a downward trajectory on this show for <sighs> quite a long time. It's been many, many weeks, and I feel like his name is in our mouth for all the wrong reasons. I know. So, I, I am, I am consider not... someone else. Consider Again, someone else. Look, he's another one in those situations. One touchdown pass. Two, like, he's getting no looks. I, no. Yeah, I don't know. I think, I think... Not only is he a sit, but he might be a drop. He might be a drop, although, you know, I have deja vu of this time last year when he was a spark plug. Different team, different time. I'm not feeling Robert Tanyan this year. I'm just not. Nor am I feeling any of. I mean, Green Bay is not doing what Green Bay does. Yeah, I yeah the green the Green Bay thing is is definitely a little um, shaky, and I. Did you catch the meme, the whole thing, when they played against Pittsburgh? And, like, Aaron, so, so, like, Aaron Rodgers, when they played Pittsburgh, he tried to, like, spike the ball, like, really quick oh and, like, do a little trick thing and, like, didn't get away with it. And then there was this whole thing where he, like, he looked at Mike Tomlin and Mike Tomlin looked at him and now everybody's speculating, like, is Aaron Rodgers oh going to go to Pittsburgh? my God. Honestly, the spectacle that is Aaron Rodgers, like, I'm fucking over it. Like, Go to Jeopardy, bro. I'm just over it, dude. Like, do you want to fucking play or do you not? And do you want to no. win or not? Like, come on. Turning into a spectacle. I don't like it. Well, welcome to my team now. I'm anti-Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. Welcome. I don't like it. Welcome. You have arrived after three years of this show. <laughs> All right. You alluded to this before. What defenses are we either not streaming or we're maybe a little bit worried about this week? I am worried about, Michelle, the New England fucking Patriots after being so high on them for so long. I don't feel better now that we have Stefan Gilmore who just got traded to the Panther. Like, I... I don't think you need to worry about it. Okay. 
I don't think you need to worry about it. I think I think they I'm worried about it. Here's the thing. They're literally playing the Texans. It's just it's yeah, you're right. They're playing the it Texans. It just has me worked up. They're playing the Texans. Yeah. It doesn't concern me that much. Not in doubt, play the Texans. Some other guys are going to maybe have to step up. Uh, so I'm not terribly concerned about it. Maybe a defense I would avoid this week. I don't know. Chicago against the, Ra- <laughs> against the Raiders. I know the Raiders are coming off a short week. and they got to win this week, and t- Right? They're coming off a short week. Derek Carr is probably, like, livid and out of his mind. Mm. It is a little bit tough to come back, you know, on a short week. The Bears' defense is typically pretty good. But, you know, that offense is, 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 is tough to stop. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't uh, stress too hard about New England. Okay, last but not least, I have two very quick sneaky stashes slash waiver wire pickups maybe they're sneaky maybe they're not hi did you anyone hello is this thing on go fucking pick up tyler heineke hello he is their starting quarterback he's crushing it he's literally i think something crazy Mm, like yeah like 13 percent rostered or maybe even less yeah guys go get him play him I, I, you know, we talked about him last week because we were trying to figure out how to pronounce his name. He scored more points than Russell Wilson for me last week in my Superflex. Russell Wilson is another one we should talk about, but we're not going backwards. Uh, more on that next week, but... 36 points last week, people. He had three touchdowns and no yeah. interceptions. Yeah. He is the guy. They're playing against New Orleans this week. Some people are a little scared of that matchup. I'm not that scared. They're clicking. It's working. And according to, let me see this. And according to Yahoo, if the uh, internet would work here. Um, I'm sorry. Are you complaining about my home internet for no, our actually, live recording? I think it's like my computer. Like what is going on here? I just want to see like how rostered is he? He's not enough rostered is what I'm saying. I was trying to find like the exact percentage, but like. He needs to be rostered Spoiler more. alert. Go pick him up. He's the guy. I don't know when Ryan Fitzpatrick is coming back. Um. Yeah. This is this is the guy. Go get him. Are you on a are you on a vendetta now to see how rostered he is cuz he's 13% rostered. Thank you. I was correct. Okay. I just wanted to know if I was right. You Thank are you. right. I think you. I appreciate it. It's clicking. It's working. 293 touchdowns, no INTs last week. Oh, and by the way, he rushed 5 times for 43 yards. Go get this guy. That's that was like the most spirited take that I've seen in a <laughs> long time. And then my last one is this kind of goes back to our New England Patriots conversation. I think it's a little bit more of a long shot, but he's definitely available. Um, Brandon Bolden looks like he might be sort of stepping into that James White-ish role, mm. catching some passes, running some, you know, getting some of the run game there. Again, it's it's a little bit of a long shot because you just never know exactly how much the Patriots are going to spread the ball around, but he seems to be, like, perking up. So if you've got, like, a little space, he could be a good one. Okay. I, um... I'm done talking now. I feel like I've been talking forever. You have, but that's fine because we're in person and this is how it's supposed to go because we're finally speaking in real life. So, yes. Okay, all right. Um, I think I have two ideas. Give them to me. Before we wrap this show. First is, I said it before, pick up Jalen Waddle. Stash him. Like it. Love it for the Dolphins without Will Fuller 5 and... Potentially Devonta Parker. Kind of funny that we call him Will Four or Five. Yeah, that is his name. <laughs> it's got to be. Um, my second and final idea, which you have to pay attention to, because this I'm could pa- this listening. could be signature for you. Ooh, okay. So, oh, gosh, I think 
You know how we have just one thing with Kate? Yes, we do. I think that this end of show segment should oh call should be called Stashes with Sneaky. Oh, I'm into it because my because I'm QB Sneaky. Because that's your your fantasy name is QB Sneaky. Done. I think I think this end segment we should end each show with Stashes with Sneaky. Done. I love it. Okay. You're like a branding genius. That's it, people. And with that, sign it off. We are getting the fuck out of here. This was the best. We're going to go drink more and go celebrate. And we really are. We're putting it on the DQ card. Hello. Oh, my God. She can't stand me, folks. Um, Enjoy your week five. We love you. This is the week to shake things up. If there are things that aren't working, make those big calls. We will see you not for not. Oh God. When are we going to see you next Monday? Monday. Oh my God. You don't want to tell them how to follow us on Instagram. You forgot that part at the draft Queens on Instagram at the draft, the under, Oh my God. I just got to get out of here at the underscore draft Queens on Twitter. You know where to find us though. You already know. Um, we love you. This has been the most fun, Michelle. I love doing this in person. Let's do more of these. We're going to do more of these starting on Monday. So More in-person shit, and in the meantime, go win your fantasy leagues, folks. Happy week five.